are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Please welcome Velvet Revolver! Most of the album's a pretty aggressive rocking album. You know, we've got a couple ballads, but, um, you know, it's a, it makes for a great live performance. I mean, for the most part, we've recorded it pretty old-fashioned, you know, pretty old-school style recording. I was actually surprised by the time the mix was done that it sounded more or less, as you put it, modern and contemporary, uh, considering that the, the approach that we used to do it, <laughs> you know. So I guess that's maybe just because we've been doing this for a long time and we actually have grown as musicians and, and, uh, and uh, whatnot and, and as writers. And so it sounds the way that it sounds because that's what we sound like, not because someone else tried to make us sound like that. sex and violence and it's an explosion you know it's kind of like if you have a marble in your hand and you drop it and, uh, and once the marble hits the ground it's like a uh, minor nuclear explosion and within the marble is all of that energy Um, as far as my musical dream having to do with just in general is basically just to keep, have this thing last as long as say I don't know any small handful of bands that have managed to last for decades. rock and roll.
Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me always is always the irrepressible Lee. Lee, yep. who do we have today as our guest? We have someone not from the east or from the south or from the north. We have someone who's from, well, his name's James West, so he might as well be considered from the west or, or whatever direction is a cool direction. How you doing, James? <laughs> okay, man. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Happy to oh. be here again. So how's your quarantine going, guys? Are you guys okay? <laughs> um, um, it, it's like, um, uh, how can it go good? You know, you're like, hey, um, how can you fix this quarantine so I like it better? What kind of design can you put on my mask so that I look less like I'm wearing a mask? There's well, nothing saw, you can do. Well, I saw they had some Iron Maiden mask and some band masks that are coming out. I got fuckers <laughs> trying to make some. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this quarantine is killing my fine my my uh, my page my book my money because I'm sitting at home I have more time to look for vinyl. This isn't good <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's um, thing, huh? yeah, I just got I'm getting the white lion. I'm getting iron Maiden. I'm getting like four records coming from here and five records from here And then I bought the Jeff Leppard early years box set on CD and then I just pre-ordered the white lion uh, Box set and then I saw the rat box set just came out. I go fuck that. I ain't getting that <laughs> Well, at least I you would... have a little restraint. Yeah, it's hard man I would just send a white lion back and get the rat, dude. Oh fuck that! I have most. I have most of the rat. I I, I love White Lion, man. Freaking Vito Brada is a great guitar player, man. I love listening to him play. It's like you're getting pretty much all the albums that I got back in the like late '80s, early '90s when I went to record stores and got them on cassette for like two bucks each. I had all these albums on CD at one time. I have all the rats. Anyways, these are just remastered oh, yeah. with the bonus tracks on it. I have Nobody Rides for Free on the 81, 91 uh, Greatest Hits. So I have all these songs anyways. It's just a nice little box set. But the Def Leppard box set, I had to get that. That has oh, like yeah. High and Dry and On Through the Night remastered and all this live shit they did back then. I yeah. want to hear that shit. That's cool. Yeah, man. And I even got Def Leppard a stereo on vinyl coming tomorrow. <laughs> Ew! Uh, oh, God, that, I love it. Come on. Come on. I got a banana <laughs> um, chocolate sundae with whipped cream. Mmm. Nuts. Mmm. Cherries. Mmm. Mm. Caramel. Mmm. Turkey gravy. Ew! Oh, I also found Trevor Rabin on vinyl. Can't look away. And I got Journey. I, I had that on CD. I had it too at one time. And I got Journey captured. And I got two Totos. And I got a George Thorogood on vinyl. I'm like, you're, you're starting to lose me here. You know, you said some good stuff. You kind of going a little bit less quality here. You, you don't might like kind of stop. Uh, I don't hate it. And I also got uh, uh, ACDC Power Age coming on vinyl. Okay, you're getting back okay. on track. You're, you're getting good again. And I have the first two Black Crows coming on vinyl. Ah, uh, you're going back again. 
You like the Southern Harmony. We ah, fucking Black Crows. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, well, if I said I liked it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, I almost got a more like, they, like they had a more giving me too much. Um, you're, 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 you're quoting me too much. They had a Morica too. And they also had the Jimmy Page and the Black Crows on vinyl. And I said, like, oh, fuck, I need that. He goes, stop, Mark, You should stop. just get Jimmy Page. Forget about the Black Crows. You haven't heard Jimmy Page. I have that on CD, double CD, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows. I, I they did all bit. like the old Zeppelin songs, but not the popular Zeppelin songs. Uh, that's a good idea. But like, well, I'll shut up because, you know, I... It's it's worth it's not even worth arguing with you. You always talk back. <laughs> so uh, James, how was your week? Um, well, you said uh, you know how can you improve quarantine? Well, my my girlfriend got to come and stay last night, so my week improved dramatically oh, last cool. night. Yeah, yeah, we had a good night, man. I cooked her some dinner and. Uh, Got to cook her some breakfast this morning before she took off, and uh, had a really good night, man. Just chilling out and everything. So uh, it's been a couple months since she got to stay here. So anytime I get to see her, man, it's, it's always a good night and always improves the week, man. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Just every time I'm having to go to the store, I'm wearing mask and gloves and shit, and it's like, damn, what the hell, man. Just, no, you don't need to wear the gloves, dude. Just use hand sanitizer or wipes. <laughs> ah, shit, well, I'm using people, that, too. Some the glo- people the, do use the gloves. Glo- the gloves you actually spread diseases with it because they stay on your stay on the gloves. With the hands, you could wipe them off a lot better with a sanitizer. Well, I, t- well, I take the gloves off on my way out the door from the store, and then when I get to the vehicle, I'm using hand sanitizer, man, and... If I bring a case of Coke or something before I bring it in a house, I'm spraying it with a can of Lysol out on the front porch, man. So, I, started yeah. doing, I started doing that, but they said the virus really doesn't live on that too long. So it's by the time you take it home, it's already off of it. So I was doing that with the yeah. mail. <laughs> I was like, fuck it down the mail for a while. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do it on the mail, but uh, yeah, I have done it on you know some big grocery items for bringing in. Cause you just don't know, man. That, that stuff's stuff's dangerous, man. I mean, you know, it's it's more than the damn flu. You just you never know who it's gonna hit or how it's gonna hit you. So I'm not trying to take any chances, man. I'm very limited on who comes in my house or. You know, he gets close to me and everything. I'm not fucking around with this shit. You know. You know, yeah. after after this shit, I want the numbers from people who die from the flu every every day. I want those numbers because well, the, well, people I'll, die more from the flu than they do from this pandemic. Well, this one you just that. don't know if you have it. That's why it's scarier because you could spread it around easier. But more people die from the flu every every day than they've d- done from this pandemic but the media is just spreading so much fear that nobody wants to do anything nobody wants to go outside nobody wants to talk to people it's just insane to me yeah Dude, like two like a week and a half two weeks ago here in north carolina i can just say all i can say is for for my state we surpassed the flu deaths in in uh north carolina like a week and a half two weeks ago it went past the flu death so there are all more people dying from covid than the flu so far this year so 
Oh, and, and plus, man, I mean, I you know, you see it react differently in different people. There was a guy in his 30s, it, you know, it caused blood clots in his thighs and everything. He had to have his fucking leg amputated, dude. So oh. I don't think doing that to anybody. Well, I know, you know this guy in his 30s got it here, and he died, but he also had asthma and he had diabetes. So if you, yeah. have, you have an existing weakened immune system, it'll hit you hard. And 20% of the people who died have been in the old age homes, which is pretty sad, too. The old age yeah. homes are terrible at taking care of people. I've had my grandma in an old age home one time. And we went there and saw bruises on her and all this shit on her. Her bedroom was dirt. Her bed was wet. And we took her home. We said, fuck this place. You know, we took her yeah. at home until she died. My, you know? my granny's in a rest home right now, man. We can't even go see her. It's It just really sucks. You just can't. You don't, you don't know what the hell is going on. I know she's alive, but I, you can't go see her. It's hard to find out any information. It's just it's yeah. really stressful, man. And, um, you know, I've seen this stuff killing little kids and everything. I, I just, you know, I think it's worse than the flu. That's my personal opinion, dude. And I don't want this shit. So, yeah, but at least they got, they, they got a treatment going that was just fast tracked with FDA that even Fauci says it's, it works. To, cut down the, the time and if we could get that going I don't think we're gonna get a uh, cure for it because it took forever to get a swine flu vaccine but that it actually wasn't a cure it was just to get rid of it it wasn't it's just to get rid of the symptoms so it took almost over a year to get a vaccine for that and that, they didn't kill as many people as here but actually the stats, people are, the, the hospitals are so inundated, they're just writing every death is COVID. You can have a heart attack and they say COVID, you know, it's just, yeah. we don't really know how many people are actually dying from it, but I'm not here saying it's not bad. It is bad. I'm saying, take care of yourself, do the social distancing, use sanitizer. I said, but don't be fearful, man. Live your life. Don't, don't be a caged animal, you know? Yeah, you just gotta yeah. be smart about it. You know, that's it's how I feel. Just be, just be smart about it. You know, I've never seen anything like this shut down an entire country, man. And just all the sports, all everything. So, yeah, it's scary, man. But you know, I just yeah, all you can do is do the best you can do. Well, for you, you know? guys in the south, you're getting NASCAR back. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. I seen your comment online. It, it, <laughs> I used to be a big NASCAR fan when Dale Sr. was alive and everything. And after he died, it just lost its luster for me. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to do races without the, the fans. You know, I can't imagine any kind of sports really being played without any fans there, you know, to cheer them on. It just, any kind of sport, it's just going to be weird. Hey, I'd be yeah. happy if baseball did that. At least I'd have something to watch. You know, I fucking hate baseball. Oh, I love baseball. I'm so sad because we got a great player this year, and we're not playing. We're wasting. I like him. women's volleyball. Oh, of course you do, because they tuck in their shirts, right? No, yeah. <laughs> well, women's volleyball. Yeah, I, I, I back Lee on that one. You know, that yeah. that sport you can be entertained, but uh, yeah, man, baseball is just too slow for me, man. I just I don't know. And at hockey, I mean, I can go to a live game, but watching on TV, it's got to be the playoffs or something for me to watch. Yeah. Well, hockey's my uh, fourth sport. It goes baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. And I barely watch hockey. I watched hockey when the Kings went to the championship those two years. That was freaking awesome. Um, I love the Kings, yeah. too. But uh, 
Oh. I'm just sad because the Lakers were going to win this year, man. We need to get that shit back. I don't care if there's no fans. I want this. I want this played out. I want my championship. I want sports. You need to get sports. Look what the draft did for the country, man. Just watching NFL draft, the country was united. It had the biggest ratings ever. People need sports to distract them from what's fucking going on here. After 9-11, that first Yankee game, man, it brought the country together. And I hate the fucking Yankees, but fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I probably watched that too, man. You know, I, I just hope we have a feel-good society after all this is over with and it lasts longer than the feel-good for 9-11. It seemed like after a couple of years, everybody went back there like, oh, fuck you kind of attitude, but you know, yeah. hopefully this brings us all closer together. I mean, all over the world, man, not just here, but worldwide, you know, just, you know, maybe everybody will start treating each other a little bit better, you know. Yeah. Either that, or maybe people are going to be even more distanced, because after, like, the 9-11 thing, they had, like, a lot of these bathrooms and the subway stations closed if they're down... Um, underground if, if they're on top then they might be open but it's just that and then so there's all i mean every time there's some sort of situation like this whatever it is whether it's be a 9-11 or like some sort of pandemic there always seems to be more restrictions on things and i'm thinking mm. it's um it's 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 both good and not good it's good to be aware but i don't think it's good to forget the way we used to be yeah true uh, and the, the drones are what scares me like the, the drones that are testing to like fly around and you know the guys are walking down the street and the drone is kind of all oh, the checking your vital signs and all that and identifying you and everything that that shit's a little scary yeah. to me man you know terminator, that's, that's what yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah. Like terminator shit dude yeah. I, when i saw that i was like holy shit man that's crazy yeah all right man well let's let's stop bringing everybody down let's get to some music man let's bring some people together with some great music i think it's great i don't know about you guys yet but uh spoiler alert Let's get into here. We're doing uh, Velvet Revolver, a band made up of Scott Whelan from uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Matt Sorum slash Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, and Dave Kushner from a, a punk band, I guess. He was he also played with Suicidal Tendencies, Wasted Youth, and Dave Navarro. Uh, this album was released June 8, 2004. Uh, Contraband is a studio debut by American hard rock band Velvet Revolver. Uh, commercial success, Contraband debuted at number one on the American Billboard 200 and certified double platinum by the RIAA. And I already said who these guys were in the bands with. You guys should know. Uh, uh, they And the first track they recorded for this was Set Me Free for the Hulk soundtrack in 2003 and a cover of Pink Floyd's Money for the Italian Job. So I'll let you guys know that stuff. That's, that's interesting, man. I, I forgot about this album, man. I mean, and I'm actually glad you got you picked this one to review because uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time, and um, you know I, I forgot about this one. And I won't say any more until we get into it, but I'm glad you picked this one. Cool. Let's get into this and uh, start off with track one, "Sucker Train Blues." What'd you think about this, James? 
Well, like right away, I'm I'm digging the song right away. It's a, I think it's a good album opener. Um, it's got that Guns N' Roses kind of like Night Train vibe to it, music wise. Um, I love Scott Weiland and I love Slash. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of both of theirs. Um, got a nice short solo to it. Um, the production sounds good. I think it's a rocking tune to open the album up with. Yeah, uh, what do you think about it, Lee? You know, it's a decent song. It took me a minute to get used to the fact, um, to the fast beat, because it sounded like it could have been slightly slower, but later it didn't bother me. And I like this kind of old, comfortable shoe feel to how they all play. They're not blasting away like Alice in Chains or groups like that. They're having fun and putting a little bit of old style to their sound, and I dig that. Yeah, they have a groove to it. Um, yeah. And I think it's a great start to album, great rocker, bass, great bass line, but duh. Vocals are amazing. Love the pace of the song. Also, the rhythm is moving. Love how Scott changes his vocal tone and Slash is playing his balls off. Freaking love it. Then we get yeah. to the next track, Do It For The Kids. What did you think about this one, James? Um, I think it's got a rocking intro. I, I love the main guitar riff. Um, I I have just always loved Scott's voice, and I was lucky enough to see him with Stone Temple Pilots once, and I think he's a hell of a front man. Um, and I hold Slash in high regard as far as a blues-based uh, guitar player, and he lets loose a ripping solo here. Uh, it's a nice, tight song. Kind of a punky, punky sounding tune. Um, you can definitely hear Duff's influence on this one. I did it. Yeah, what'd you think about it, Lee? I do like it, but not as much as the first song, only because it's a little more poppy in the song's style. But it's still a fun tune, and I can hang with it. Yeah, I love it in the beginning when Scott goes... Went too fast, I'm out of luck. I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding yeah. rhythm, Slash playing some great guitar harmonies. Dave Kushner playing some killer rhythm. Great song. I love it. And then we get to the next song, which I picked. I picked a song, guys. I forgot to tell you. So I wow. Picked, I picked Big Machine because Lee picked the song. If I didn't pick, if you none of you guys picked it, I was going to pick it, but I decided to pick another one. So I like this song because I was reading the lyrics. Uh, so here's Big Machine on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
So what'd you think of that song, James? Man, I love Duff's bass lines and, and his tones right, right away. Um, always been a fan of his bass playing. This sounds like uh, more contemporary Guns N' Roses to me. This sounds like kind of an updated version of that band um, as far as music-wise. I love the lyrics pretty much about being a rock star and the public's uh, perception of it. Uh, nice three-track punch right off the bat from this album. Uh, I haven't listened to it in a while, like I said, and I'm glad you picked this one because it just reminded me you know, how much I enjoy this album. It's another killer song. What did you think about it, Lee? I like this song a lot. It's really cool, and it has a good beat and song style, and I could dance to it if I wanted to dance. I don't want to dance, but I can wiggle my foot to it, and that's always a good sign. Thumbs up for me. It's a toe-tapper for Lee. And then, uh, I oh, like wait, wait, but yeah. I love how it starts with a killer bass riff and Matt's drums, and then Scott comes with lyrics. I wrote some lyrics down. It's just like, like you said, it's about how being a rock star, people perceive him. It's like, it's a big machine, it's a big machine, we're all slaves to the big machine. It's a big machine, it's a big machine, we're all slaves to the big machine. All tied up to the big machine, I got houses, got cars, I got a wife, I got kids, got money in the bank. I, I said, I think this song is autobiographical, autobiographer, whatever, about Scott, how fame brought him, brought him down. His song, this song has killer riffs by Slash, and no big solo, just killer riffs, great song. It's like, freaking Scott is just bitching. <laughs> He's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think fame killed him, you know. And then, yeah. And then we get to the next song, Illegal Eye Song. What do you think about this one, James? Uh, I gotta say, the drums are sounding good here. Um, I wasn't crazy about Matt Sorum when he replaced Steven Adler and Guns because I thought it just kind of lost some of that groove, that kind of swing, and uh, losing him hurt Guns. And, I was, and Matt sounded kind of much like a robot in guns to me when uh the usual illusion albums you know i just i was just missing missing uh steven adler on that but uh i like him uh with the cult and i like him here he does sound pretty killer uh, i really like the change when this song goes into the chorus i forgot how good this band was man hell yeah what'd you think about it lee i didn't like this song as much to me, it's almost, but not quite filler, but I do like how they play the song. It isn't a horrible song by any means, but so far I've liked the other songs better. Yeah, this song is like a punk song with a great chorus, dirty rhythm, Scott's vocal tone again, man, he has such range, and Slash goes off on the solo with the rhythm of the song and the break is killer how it brings down the song with a cool slash riff with the break, you know, it breaks and then slash comes in with the riff. Rickon, this is a killer yeah. track. And then we get into the next song, Spectacle. What do you think of this one, uh, James? Uh, this one sounds a little bit like, like maybe a little bit of filler here, but it's not too bad. Uh, I love Slash's playing on it throughout. Uh, the solo is great and it's prominent in the mix. Uh, like the way his, his solos are right there at the forefront. Uh, it's nice and tight. It's a good tune. What did you think about it, Lee? I liked it up to a point, but then it started sounding like, oh, OK, 
okay, what else will the song do? I think the idea and song structure is pretty good. But after a while, I thought it went on a little bit too long. Uh, what did I say? I, blah, blah. This is like STP mixed with GNR here. The dirty rhythm from GNR and the drums and the vocals are STP-ish. Solo rips with the rhythm. Love it. Not a bad song yet on this album. It's not my favorite song on the album, but it's still pretty good. I wouldn't skip it. And then we get to the next song, which uh, James picked. Fall to Pieces. So here's Fall to Pieces on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
was Fall to Pieces. Why'd you pick this song, uh, James? Man, this song is fucking great. Just a great song. Probably my favorite song off the record. It's, it's right up there. It just kicks ass. And you know, how great is Scott Weiland? He sings his ass off in this song. Um, I would tell you, the, the man's voice is just fantastic here and on full display. Fantastic song title, lyrics, the band sounds wonderful, and Slash's solo just takes this song to the next level. I absolutely love this song. It's fucking greatness. What did you think about it, Lee? I don't like this song. I don't like the melody. It's the kind of ballad type of song I don't care for. They play it well, but I don't care for it. I said this is a great power ballad, but not a power ballad. This song rips, left slashes, tone, killer harmonies by Scott. Love Matt's drums. Yes, I know people hated him in GNR. Yes, Adler was better in GNR. But when I hear Matt in other bands, he rules. Killer harmonic solo by Slash. Perfect song and ear candy. And then we get to the next track, which is uh, Headspace. What do you think about this one, James? Um, I think it's a cool song title. It uh, picks up the pacing, you know, right back up from the last song. It's a pretty badass riff when the band kicks in together. I mean, wow, they're really tight. It's got a nice groove. It's got some cool lyrics. The one that could have been maybe been a single off this record. Um, it sounds like a nice blend of STP and guns here to me, but it's its own band. It's just like a contemporized version of both bands to me. Got a bitchin' solo from Slash. My only complaint is I would have loved to loved it if he would have had a, a few longer solos on this record because the solos are killer on this record, but man, they are a hell of a lot shorter than what I was used to in Guns N' Roses, you know, just, just like real short and tight, but they kill every time. And uh, Slash Rules, uh, you know, world-class guitar player to me, so I definitely enjoyed the song. Do you guys do you guys ever watch, watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they inducted uh, uh, Van Halen? <laughs> and they just walked off, They tried, Slash tried to play a solo by Eddie, and he just walked off the stage and said, fuck this. <laughs> I didn't see that, but I want to. It was, it was they just like threw their instruments out, and said "fuck this," and didn't finish. It was hilarious. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I, it might be on YouTube. Look at a uh, Velvet Revolver inducting um, Van Halen in rock and roll. It was only Sammy and uh, and Michael there because uh, David yeah. was sing uh, "Jump," and he said, "We yeah. don't have." And Velvet Revolver goes, "We don't have keyboards." <laughs> <laughs> was gonna come and say jump with him, but we don't have keyboards. He said, "Fuck it, I'm not going." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to look that up, man. Yeah, I, I watch him every now and then. But, you know, the Baltimore Hall of Fame is such a fucking sham, you know. And probably when I heard it's just gonna be Sammy there, you know, getting the award, that's probably what made me not watch. Yeah, when Guns and Roses got inducted, Axel didn't show up. It was a. Uh, um, uh, what's that guy's name? I love Miles Kennedy saying he sounded pretty good doing Guns N' Roses songs though, and Adler was there, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what did you think of Headspace, Lee? I like this one. It's more of a deep cut, and it's not my very favorite, but I do dig it and think it's cool. Yeah, it's got the dirty rhythm is back to start the song. Scott comes in with amazing voice. 
And I like how he says, don't let those motherfuckers in my headspace. <laughs> Love that lyric. Scott's lyrics have always been so unique and killer and slash rips. Uh, killer Rhythm and Duff is Pumping. Great song. And then we get into track eight, which you picked, uh, Lee, Superhuman. So here's Superhuman by Velvet Revolver on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
That was Superhuman by Velvet Revolver. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This is a good song. So far, the best on the album. It's got a cool swagger vibe that I dig. I wish more of the album could be like this song. What'd you think about it, James? I mean, I totally agree with Lee. I'd put a little star beside this one because if, if my initial picks were already taken, this is I put down a couple stars beside other songs to give me an alternative so I would remember, you know, which ones I really love. And this one definitely got a little star beside it. it it's an interesting opening guitar lick. Again, I love Duff's bass sound. Uh, when the bridge comes, I, I love the layered vocals in there, the way it runs right into the chorus. Uh, pretty interesting lyrics here talking about the perils of drug use, and uh, I could see this one being a single too, man. This is definitely one of the best songs off here too. Yeah, I love the start of this song with Slash doing those high guitar notes like Sweet Child of Mine, and Dave has a killer rhythm behind Slash. This song is ear candy again. Scott's vocal phrasing's the break is also killer with Duff pumping the bass, and Scott singing this song is like uh, he's talking about his life again. The whole band has substance abuse, and these lyrics kind of match with it, where he goes, I always feel like she's running on a hamster wheel, getting high, crashing cars, making mistakes, keeping her face packed with cocaine. Her face is numb. Her faith is, your faith is gone. I'm traveling on. I'm making plans now. Cocaine, alcohol, lady live, withdrawal. Love this song. Fucking great song, man. Fucking, I, I notice a lot of these lyrics are about substance abuse. And it, the whole yeah. band was a big drug drug ball, so <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. So let's get into the next song, uh, "Set Me Free." What'd you think of this one, James? Uh, my first thought here was, "Damn, I really just missed some straightforward, up tempo rock and roll from a kick-ass band with a great singer and great guitar player." Uh, which is what I, I really think is missing today in music. You know, I, I love. The old Stones and Aerosmith and, you know, the original Guns. I just love some straightforward, good groove rock and roll, man. Uh, I really thought it, it's here on this album. You know, I got a singer I really love and a, and a guitar player I really love, you know. And uh, I really like this tune. Uh, maybe a little killer filler, but uh, I will take it over 99% of the retread garbage on radio today. What did you think about it, Lee? It's a little bit too fast-spaced by a tiny bit, but I do like the song. The guitar work sounds a little too busy, a little bit, but the general sense of the song is really good, and it's one of the better songs on here. Yeah, it's a great fast rhythm to start the song. Scott's vocal tone, again, what a great singer. Song is pumping, killer lyrics, and the lyrics where he goes... You operate and motivate on synthetic flute, flute, fuel. Your your mother nature and an atom bomb. As long as you're kept full of pretty bodies, your little secret will be safe with me. Around again, insane again. It comes again and sets me free. The song does not let up to the end. Freaking killer. And then we get to the next song, which you picked, Lee. You got no right, which was my favorite song. So if you didn't pick it, I would have picked it. So here's you got no right by. Uh, Velvet Revolver and the Freeform Rock Podcast. I fell through the eye. 
Yeah. 
was You Got No Right. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? I really like this. After a lot of the songs that have been on here already, this is like a different direction and a good one. This is one of the better songs on the album. I really dig it. What'd you think about it, James? This is another one I put a little star beside, and you know, in case my my two tracks didn't fly if they're already taken. Because, uh, damn, if this doesn't sound like SGP right away to me, I mean, a lot. And uh, it sounds like they almost purposely tried to write that style of SGP song. And if not for Slash's guitar solo, you could have fooled me with it, man. Um, I, I don't see how anyone can not love. Uh, this guy's voice and uh, it's got such a melodic tone to it and uh, this is a great song again one of the top ones on the album great tune yeah that's my favorite song off the album the, uh, the melody killer acoustics are killer love it when Scott sings soft this song has a little Beatles feel to me uh, love the lyrics are also good the band is tight on this one and the whole album really slashes solo rips within the song. He really has never been a showboat and plays within the song. You know, like you yeah. said, the, the, the solos are pretty short on here. Even in Guns N' Roses, he never really went away from the rhythm of the song with his solo. He always plays within the t context of the song, kind of like Eddie Van Halen does. You know, they don't stop the song to go into a solo like a lot of those hair bands did in the 80s. Kind of like C.C. Yeah. DeVille, he went away from what the song was going and played his own shit, you know. But um, mm. I do like some poison, though. I, I have to admit that. But. <laughs> uh, <fuck. laughs> All right. Yeah, we, I agree with James. And then we'll get into the next song, Slither, which you picked, James. So here's Slither on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Slither by Velvet Revolver. Why'd you pick that track, James? Well, first of all, you know, it, it's been like several years since I listened to this album. I kind of forgot about it, so I thought, well, I didn't want to just pick the easiest choices, which were the two big singles off here, but in case just people listening like me to just forgot, you know, how great this album is, so I wanted to pick, you know, this is the first song I heard from them, and I absolutely fucking love it. You know, I don't see how you could be a, a, a big fan of rock and roll and not like the song. Everything about it rocks. The rhythms, the vocals, the band, the lyrics, hell of a groove. A slash just rips a solo reminding me of why I love this playing so much. It's a no-brainer first single off this album, major rock and soul. What did you think about it, Lee? This is a pretty good song. It's one of the better rockers on here. Yeah, well, it has uh, my thoughts. Dirty fucking rhythm. Great song. And when I first saw this video, I went and picked up the CD when it came out. Uh, I was like, shit, this is like STTP and, and Guns N' Roses had a baby. It's fucking rules. GNR even plays this song live. It's such a great song. Axel sings it with them. Perfect song. Dirty mm -hmm. licks. And it just rocks. So tight. And a break that goes into a killer slash solo. Wow, could you ask for anything more? This song is fucking ear candy. <laughs> fucking no, why? I don't know Axel did this, Tony. Yeah, they sing it live on their uh, their their recent uh, concerts. He sings no, live. Sure. You could go look yeah. it up on uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. And actually, I I got several bootlegs from the first shows they did up until the following year. I probably got four or five my friend Bernie and uh you know I, I haven't watched the entire shows I basically just put them in there to see how good a quality they were but uh that's really interesting man I'd, I'd like to see Axel you know doing this one and I think that would definitely fit the gun style because this band is really just a big blend of guns and STP into its own thing but um yeah I could I could tell you big seeing guns through this one man that damn that's cool yeah, it's like ST, like I said, STP and GNR had a baby. Became yeah, yeah. And then we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we get into the next song, Dirty Little Thing. What you think of this one, James? Well, this, this one also got a little star beside it. It's the last one I, I, I put a little star beside. This is an alternative pick to, you know, to remind me. Because um, I know it'll be a couple of days before I talk to you guys. But, uh, man, this album has some strong songs towards the end. And um, I, I love the tempo, the up-tempo pacing, and the short, tight songs throughout this album, man. If you think about it, they're all like three or four-minute songs, and most of them are up-tempo and, and tight. And um, I think it's a nice blend of STP and guns. I kind of hear equal parts here. Slash sounds amazing. Uh, I just need a little more guitar solo. That's what I got wrote down. And... Um, uh, Scott really can really write some good lyrics, like you said, uh, you know, about what he was experiencing being a rock star. Uh, the song ends quick, but it's strong. Yeah, so what'd you think about it, Lee? This is a good rocking song, and another great one. So far, it seems the second half of this album is a lot better than the first, but that's fine. I'd rather have an album that gets better as I listen to it than it getting worse. Yeah, I think this song is really dirty. 
great like Aerosmith Guns N' Roses fucking sleazy rhythm. Yeah. Great song, fast rocker, and it fucking blows smoke, kicks ass. I love it. And then we get into the last song on the album, which kind of slows down the whole album. But let's see how we think about it. Loving the Alien. What do you think about this one, James? Well, this one to me has a heavy STP vibe right away. Uh, I think it's a beautiful song. Um, it does remind me of how STP likes to end a few of their albums with a nice mellow acoustic song to close it out. It's kind of like a cooling off song after all the up-tempo rockers on this one. Um, I think it has beautiful vocals, melodies, a lot of soul, and maybe some pain of what Scott was dealing with during this time. Um, it's It's got a sweet signature solo from Slash, and a little guitar melody kind of reminds me of Sweet Child of Mine just a little bit. And uh, I think just just a very good song and a very good album and indeed i was just really happy to do this with you guys hey, what'd you think about it uh lee if this is the alien song on the album i certainly don't love it i don't like albums with their last songs being slow ballads like this the last song should have been dirty little thing that would have been 12 songs and that's enough for an album some people probably like this song and that's fine, but I think that if they really needed to put out this song, they should have had it as a promotional single or something. Yuck. Get it away from me. <laughs> I like this song, like James said. It's like STP. It's uh, I like how they end it with a slow ballad, and I said, I love it when Scott's voice gets soft. Uh, so full of harmonies. Man, this guy is missed in the, in the rock world. This guy yeah. should not have died fucking... You can't do cocaine your whole life, dude. It's going to kill you. Just um, like, uh, Jamie Jameson, Jimmy Jameson of Survivor did the same shit. Fucking had a heart attack. Fucking on a bus. You know, stupid, stupid fucking way to go. Good. Uh, and I love, my opinion, uh, Slash's harmonic lead is amazing on this song. I like it, Lee. <laughs> oh! But I was about a song. I would have kind of yeah, switched okay. the, the ending to Dirty Little Thing and had the song right before it, though. Just to go yeah, out with the rocker. This would have been a little better yeah. to me. I would have done that, yeah. and I wrote that, too. Cool. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with you guys. Um, it, you know, finishing it, the way this album finishes reminds me how STP did a couple of their albums, but I did think that, too, that, damn, this really would have played out really strong if uh, they would have put Dirty Little Thing at the end. Or maybe took off one song off this album, and you know, if I had to get rid of one, I guess it would be this last one. But uh, I do, I do really like it. And me and a friend were just talking the other day about all the the grunge singers or whatever you want to call them. You know, I, I just call him a rock singer, Scott. You know, um, but he's dead. The guy from Alice in Chains is dead. The guy from Soundgarden is dead. The guy from Nirvana is dead. Like all those guys that, that come out of you know, that area of Seattle and this, this, at this time period, you know, they um they all damn did heroin and checked out, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, it's just still there. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Pearl Jam guy's still going, but you don't you know, have Scott Wallen, you know, no offense, but I'd have rather got rid of better, you know. Pearl Jam, <laughs> the least, 
least favorite out of all the bands I just named. I mean, I, I like their first album all right and everything, a couple songs here and there, but I think STP shit's all over them, man. Well, you know? STP, <laughs> I didn't consider grunge. They're from San Diego. Actually, they're two, the two brothers are from New Jersey. So they, yeah, they yeah were, that's true. Yeah. A rock yeah, I think they were different sounding. I think they had more harmonies than the other ground, grunge bands out there that were considered grunge. I think there was... Uh, I think Pearl Jam had great harmonies, though, compared to all the other grungies. Even Nirvana had some good harmonies here and there. But I, 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 love, I love the new Pearl Jam. I just got that, too. So I once made a tweet to someone on um, Twitter um, and, and said, this is when Scott Whelan was alive, and I said, I would mind meeting Scott Whelan and maybe having a beer with him at the bar and just, you know, talking to him like a cool guy. And then the guy responded and, um, you know, um, added Scott Whelan's name to the tweet and said, he's trying to be sober now, so it might not be good to drink. And I went, well, we wouldn't have to drink, but I still would like to maybe talk with him and um, have a conversation. And Scott Whelan liked that. He, he liked my tweet. That's, That's cool, man. That yeah, one. he's a hell of a front man and singer, man. The guy was just great, man. And it's just a damn shame, you know. Yeah. He's like a Jim Morrison on stage. He slithers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way he was. I saw them, uh, I think, the STP, the fourth album. I think it might have just been called Four. Yeah, I can't I remember. Sour Girl song. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw, you know, saw that tour and um, down at the House of Blues, man, so it wasn't in a real big place, and, you know, I was right up front, and uh, you couldn't have packed a, one single more person in there, I mean, it was just sold out, and uh, they put on a kick-ass show, man, they, they were great, man. Yeah, I, I never got to see them, I'm sad. Uh, I love Scott, and I was, like, pissed off when they kicked him out of Velvet Revolver. I was going, no, I love those two albums. I can, yeah. this is killer too. <laughs> yeah, I got to listen to that one, man. I, I forgot they even did a second album. Yeah, Libertard. That's a great that. album, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's the one. one that I did have a um, long time ago, and I heard a song off of it, and I was disturbed by it, and I said, I don't want to hear the rest. But this one was hmm. okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't even own it on CD. I need to pick that up. I have this album. I bought this album and it freaking had, you put it in your computer to put the songs on your computer and it had like a virus on it. They would get in there and block your block you from sharing anything on your computer. <laughs> Fuckers. And then they Damn. people complained because that was when they were trying to stop illegal downloading. So they put a thing on the CD where it would block your, you couldn't share this album with anybody, but it actually blocked all your music. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and then they took it to, then, then they gave you a, a link to take it off so it was pretty cool oh. yeah and then uh that's our uh review of contraband it did go uh double platinum freaking great band with scott whelan lead vocal slash lead guitar backing vocal stuff mckagan bass and backing vocals matt sorum drums backing vocals and dave kushner rhythm guitar and it was produced by um where's the guy right here i like the Nick Raskinolitz, which if you guys know him, he produced the last two Rush albums. No, oh, really? Yep. Know that? Fucking great producer, man. He let he him and Neil Peart had a great relationship. 
as Neil Peart would he'd go in there and say why don't you play it like this play it like that and Neil would look at him and go and he'd bring him in and said okay how about this and Neil listened to him and and Getty said I think Neil respected him because somebody told him how to play because <laughs> nobody Damn, tells Neil balls. how to play yeah Neil never told Neil how to play but Neil liked it and then in the last album he did Clockwork Angels he gave him a, a a conductor's wand and said, okay, I don't play any drums unless you're in here conducting it. <laughs> That's very cool, man. The guy had some balls, man. Yeah, he's a great producer, man. And uh, Andy Wallace mixed it. It's a great album, and George Marino mastered it, so you know it's a good master when you get him or Bob Ludwig producing and uh, mastering an album. Freaking yeah, Andy Wallace master. is great, too. Yeah, it's a great freaking album, man. Um, it did well around the world too. It uh, Australian number two, Austrian albums number fifteen, Dutch, Swiss. It, it charted within the top forty on a lot of countries, man. So uh, UK was number eleven. What's, what's wrong with them, man? It should be number one or two. <laughs> yeah, really, they were a good band. Probably listening to too much Rick Ashley at the time or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let's get into our tracks of the week. And you picked Dead and Bloated by STP from the album Core, which is a great song. I am smelling like a rose that somebody gave man. me on a birthday deathbed. I love that song from the first time I heard it. Fucking great song. I need to get Yeah, the, dude. I need to get the anniversary version of this CD. I heard it kicks. Really good. They released well, a remastered of it. I need to get it. Uh and then, you, and then Lee, you picked Piper, uh, Billy Squire's first band. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised you picked a Billy Squire band. Billy Squire well, is Billy um, Squire singing lead. I hear a I'm little bit. I'm surprised you knew that he was in that band. I have Piper albums. I love Billy Squire. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I'm can a Billy you Squire fan. Put them fanatic. outside your doorway. I want to go and get them. <laughs> well, they're on my computer. I downloaded. Oh them. man, I didn't buy them. Yeah, I, well, I, like I, I had one of them long ago. And then since I picked an, you, since this album was kind of punkish and stuff, I picked STP, uh, uh, Stone, uh, Suicidal Tendencies with Trip at the Brain. It's a great rocker, great punk, Hell yeah. hard rock song. Just to end it with that. And uh, well, we're ending it with Lee's song, and uh, it's The Things That You taught me which i didn't get a chance to listen to lee because you didn't send me the link and i had to email the link to myself and by the time i got it we were starting the show so I it's good enough song yeah you you can trust it i trust anything you give me you're you're awesome you're you are uh, yeah work, yeah lee. you just need a great singer to sing your tracks like dr fuck <laughs> that's how i feel man i i feel he needs a, somebody a really strong singer because he's he's so talented man on the keys man like yeah. I, I just i i think that would be great not that you, your voice is not bad i mean you're definitely like on key and i was just always oh, thinking well, that's better a than strong, what i think but well if you had a strong singer man i mean i was even thinking like a female singer you man yeah i, I think that would be cool yeah yeah, it's it's like, dude, your songs are so well written. Your keyboard parts are nice, and your vocals are there. They're in tune, like he said, and it's awesome. I just wish people would get over listening to your singing and actually listen to your lyrics and listen to your playing, and read or at least the playing. Yeah, because they're really good. Your instrumentals are amazing. 
And yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. It took me a while to get used to your voice, Lee, but I like it now. So it grew on me. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> but uh, it's okay, thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, he sent me some stuff, um, and it t took me a while because I'm so slow about checking my email, but I finally saw I had something on there from him, and he, and he sent me a, a whole bunch of new songs. And I checked them all out one day, man, and I I dug them just as much as anything he sent me. And Thank um, you. there's some really good songs on there, man. You can you can really play, man. I mean, straight Thank out, you you really play. You know, you're you're talented, man. Thank yeah, he, you so much. He really is, man, and he needs more love. That's why I decided we decided to play his songs at the end of the show, so people yeah. can get into it. You know, and if they want to tune off, they could tune off. But you guys shouldn't. You should really check them out. And yeah. just listen to what how he's playing and listen to the musicality of it instead of judging yeah. his voice. Yeah. All right, man. So that was our Velvet Revolver show. I'd like to thank you again, James, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much, James. Yeah. Uh, you have any last words to say, James? Well, just thanks, thanks to you guys for having me on again. I really enjoy doing your show. Man, anytime I, I can be on, you guys want me on. Always appreciate it. I love talking music with you guys, and um, you have interesting opinions, and you stand by them. That's why I, I love your show, and I'm just just happy to be here for another episode. Hopefully, everybody out there listening digs me. And I picked the track of the week that embodied, uh, you know, because I, I just wanted to pick something really cool that might not been the most popular single off off that uh, CD, that first CD, but. Uh, I think Dead and Bloated just, just jammed. This is just a jamming song, and uh, it seemed appropriate with this album. I love Wet My Bed the best. <laughs> oh, Cracker Man. Cracker Man. Is Cracker Man is awesome. Cracker Man, Cracker Man. I like the vocal tones are just amazing. He could go like raunchy, smooth, and all freaking ballady, man. The guy had so much range, man. Freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I just, I, when I saw them, that's what they opened up with, it was Cracker Man, and uh, he came out with, like, some damn costume on, with, like, this big, huge afro, and he was just dancing around everywhere with this crazy costume on, and, like, when they went to the second song, he just whipped the afro off and threw it out into the crowd and everything, man, I'll never forget it, wow. and the guy, they, they put a great a great show and um i always remember this tune because my one of my old bands used to play this song and it's in drop d that always stuck in my mind like uh, and it's just a really grungy kind of uh heavy song it's one of the heaviest songs to me and um it seemed really appropriate for this album and, you know i just I hope everybody stays safe out there and i just really appreciate both you guys yeah all right lee and uh here's our tracks of the week Dead and Bloated, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Piper Blues for the Common for the Common Man, and uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Trip at the Brain. So until next week, Lee, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
There's nothing wrong with this brain. Let's do it. 
Just listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.